0: Welcome to the Frankly Who Cares podcast.
1: It's the Frankly Who Cares podcast, the podcast that can comfortably sing most of the words to Snooker Loopy and also remembers the follow-up hit. Romford, rap, anyone? Uh, on today's pod, we'll tackle the big issues in another eventful period of sport and list our favourite goals of all time. Hello, I'm Alex, joined as always by Tom. How are you doing, Tom? Very good. I hadn't muted
0: for the intro, and then nearly <laughs> made me laugh out loud. So I had to then rush to <laughs> hold back and mute. It's very good.
1: I'm assuming you don't remember Romford rap.
0: I don't know. The follow
1: up. No, I, I I do I do feel there'll be some people who have now remembered that. My, i I've I've a strong view that there's only so much information the brain can hold. <laughs> so there are people now that probably can't remember a couple of their second cousins because they remember Snoop, uh, Romford rap is just so coming to their head after 25 years is it, the it follow up, is
0: it the follow-up to from Chaz and Dave or from the Matchroom mob and Chaz and Dave? Both really? Both. Wow, yeah. I did
1: not know that Whether you're yellow, green, brown, blue pink or black, you can do the Romford rap, was the chorus Mhm. It's genius I am
0: bowled over
1: <laughs> ah, yes so yes how have you been tonight?
0: yeah not too bad not too bad I've um, so been playing a lot of cricket um, which mm. at the moment is effing miserable uh, so we've we so far yeah. this season come off for rain uh, four times in the four games I've played and every single one of those times, so the game has been interrupted in progress, I've been batting. It's so it's just nice. like go off and come back in an hour and start again. Ugh. Great. It's
1: mm. just the worst. Not so a fun time to be playing cricket.
0: No. So luckily our team has been very successful. So that has me uh meant that I haven't retired instantly due to the weather being awful,
1: so, you know. <laughs> which was uh, a real and, and genuine risk. Uh, sure. Yeah,
0: it was. So, and it's meant to be at least. I mean, it's meant to be better from like tomorrow. But I'm looking out, and it looks apocalyptic out of the window at
1: the moment. So, <laughs> so,
0: I'm not gonna hold my breath on that.
1: Mm. So, it's so, yeah. a good time to be sat indoors doing podcasts.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And how are you?
1: Yes, as well. Yeah, good as well. Um, had a, an old school weekend of going out on a Friday and a Saturday night. hmm. Yep. Pub and restaurant. Incredible. Yeah. A Sunday was was not pretty. But um, yeah, other than that, a wonderful weekend. So yeah, things it are does, good.
0: It does feel slightly close to normality and seeing some crowds at sport has made me quite jealous as well.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, um, very much so.
0: So yeah, I'd I'd, I'd like to think that that I will be at some kind of decent live sport before too long, but mm. have to wait and see.
1: So, Let's hope so. So, uh, on with today's podcast. So this week, uh, as I said, we are going to be going through our our favourite goals. That's gold, silver, bronze. Dean Macy coming up in a in a moment. So that's uh, not uh, not necessarily the best goals although that could be the case and not even necessarily the ones that are most significant but our favorite goals however we have defined uh, yeah defined that yeah i think
0: there's there's some common themes that come out in in why i like goals and it's Mm. i think that will be
1: interesting to talk through when
0: we're going through each of ours
1: it will and also if we if there are any that we both have and i think there is there's one area, shall we say, where it's it's very possible, but let's see what happens because we haven't discussed this <laughs> in advance. Right. Shall we get on with that then? Gold yes. silver bronze, Dean Macy? Right. Shall we begin? Do you want to go first or shall I?
0: Yes. So gold silver bronze Dean Macy is the feature where we have we basically name our top four. Uh so and usually the Dean Macy slot is reserved for someone a little bit special, which is going to be difficult in a field of what I would expect to be extremely special goals. (laughs) So uh, let me just think about where I'm going to start. So, so how many, how many Arsenal goals have you got? One. So I've got one Villa goals. Should we start with that? Because
1: okay. Yeah. So this
0: was 2013. Villa in a relegation dogfight away to Stoke. It's a it's the proverbial six pointer. So Villa lead for seventy minutes. Early early goal one one up. Stoke equalizing the eightieth minute, uh, and we get a corner. Do you remember what happened?
1: Um, I I think I do. Some. Someone unlikely scores a goal from outside the box or something.
0: Yes, yes. So, yeah. uh, so the corner comes in. Um, it's it hits the man at the front post because it's Charles and Zogby, obviously, and gets <laughs> hood, headed away and then hooked further away. So it's and one of the things is you you remember these goals in your head and you go back and look at them and there's quite a few differences usually. This was much further out than I remember it being. So, and he chests it down it's Matthew Loughton he chests it, it down and volleys it and it's one of those classic dipping volleys And mm. but there's two guys coming towards him so it's a fair old hit and it sort of lobs but also curls round the keeper mm. and hits the back of the net on the full which is a crucial for being making it look amazing mm-hmm. and 87th minute and it's, it's a winner of sorts because we then score a breakaway goal at the end. But the occasion is just massive. And from then, we'd have done very well to go down and we ended up staying up. But it's an absolute
1: banger of a goal. Yeah, what, a, what a, that's a strong start. So not only is it an absolutely ridiculous goal, but if any player had scored it, even some of the greats, You'd be, you know, as the proverb goes, talking about it for years. But also it's a, a relegation uh, saver. Well, yeah. And, and, then, and a yeah, ridiculously unlikely player to do it. It was centre-back, wasn't he?
0: Uh, Right-back. Right-back. So, so he'd scored... Oh. I remember reading something that he'd only scored absolute belters for, for Villa. <laughs> and I didn't even remember he'd scored another one. And he'd scored another one where he whacked it. And... Um, And like called it really well but basically went straight at the keeper and he just missed it whereas this is this is an absolute belter so and so when i was saying about the factors that make goals favorite because we said it's not your best goal necessarily it's like why do you love this goal so that's the occasion massively just the occasion of it and it just i just remember people's facebook statuses just saying (laughs) Lowton. such a big goal so that was the season that Benteke broke on the scene and it was quite um and I remember talking to you about it at the time that that um have you just watched it back
1: yeah yeah because you've (laughs) just sent it to me and like you said I'd forgotten quite how ridiculous it's like a Royal the Rovers thing it's absolutely ridiculous that goal it's if
0: you (sighs) scored a goal like that on a computer game you'd think I probably need to put the difficulty level up a bit because it's
1: just yeah exactly
0: Um, yeah and yeah that so that that for me is it's my favorite Aston Villa goal for the importance but also the sheer sheer ridiculousness of it and that season we should have it felt like if we stayed up the players who kept us up would kind of kick on but that never really happened and in the celebration you see all the players hugging in and apart Mm. from Benteke who's had his ups and downs they are all useless players who barely played Premier League <laughs> after that and all went to either Burnley or someone in the championship. So, yeah, it's, mm. um, yeah, so your Excellent. move.
1: That's very good. So un- unlike your um, goal that's from your own club, mine is... Um, I mean there's so so many great goals I could have chosen there's so many massively significant the fact that I'm not picking Michael Thomas against Liverpool in 89 or any one of his goals or I'm actually picking a goal that had virtually no significance whatsoever and wasn't even a particularly brilliant goal but it's still my favourite Arsenal goal and that is Thierry Henry when he did, did his little comeback um uh, having left the club and came back to Arsenal in 2012 and was on the bench uh, for an FA Cup t- fourth round against Leeds. Yeah, um I remember this. Comes on and with virtually his, I think it was his first touch, Alex Song plays him through. Um, he takes, so he's on that inside, that famous inside left channel, takes a touch, opens up his body and slots it into the far post like he'd never been away. And I was in... Um, what was that pub we used to go to that did the, did the, did the nice pizzas and just near Battersea Rise where we watched the 3D uh, rain <laughs> and the Gulf that time? What was, <laughs> we we, the we watched
0: Ghana there as well. Um,
1: ah, yeah, that's it, right. Yep. It, uh, it was, on was called The Duck
0: at the time, but it's now called Hawkinsford.
1: That's it. Yeah, exactly. So, um, uh, yeah, so that that goal... Now, I remember being there on the sofa, I think I was with uh, our friends, our our film club friends, actually, uh, Geordie, Andy and Stu. I jumped on the sofa like a child uh, in that pub and jumped up and down uh, celebrating. So I was so, 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 so happy. It was like the the best present that I've ever been given. The fact that my favourite player of all time came back to Arsenal and did the thing that he always did. Uh, and when you watch that when you watch that goal um the way he celebrates it right he celebrates it almost like he's in shock that he's done it as well he's like screaming looking up at the air it's like screaming into the crowd he's almost gone into a different world he said afterwards he's got lots of goals for arsenal but this is the first one i've've scored as a fan and that is what it felt like it was just uh it's the best and and i think we got knocked out in the next round by i don't know Blackburn or something <laughs> like that didn't even get to the quarterfinals that year. Probably um, I don't care that that insignificant game, a home match against Leeds. Omri coming back and doing that is just it was like a it was like a dream. Hmm.
0: Excellent. I mean, I've watched it back. It the celebration makes it. it it's a nice yeah. pass as well. Um,
1: is Alex song? It's amazing.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah. <laughs> To pick, like you said, a fairly insignificant goal against the championship side that they were at the time.
1: I think so, yeah, uh-huh. yeah,
0: because you've got, yeah, the Burkham goals. I thought there'd be a Dennis Burkham goal in there somewhere. Um,
1: oh, those, yeah, he scored many a but, goal that is an absolute the, joy, but
0: yeah, the Leicester and Newcastle ones, which are sort of variations on the theme,
1: yep, yeah, um, and even his one for Holland in, in the World Cup uh court final against Argentina. Where yeah, the Dutch exactly commentator the goes insane. Yeah yeah yeah. Say, yeah, 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 yeah. A couple of unbelievable touches, and then slotting it home. But, but no, none of none of them compare with how that enrico made me feel yeah. in, in the moment. It was absolutely special. So yes, mm, that's my first entry. What's your next one? So
0: I've got um, one from an ex Arsenal player. Mm-hmm. Um, not a raging success at Arsenal, but I did. I did really like him as a player now a couple of my factors that i think have um that i've put down some reasons why i think you might love a goal so might, anyone might love a goal um and i've i've we've already ticked off sort of the occasion with yeah the louton goal i put your team so you know i've i've, I've um we've both ticked that one off
1: mm-hmm.
0: um now the other ones I've got, Hero, which, you know, Henri was your hero, but I've also put Hero yeah. slash someone you've had great success with on Championship Manager, Pro Evo, or Sensible <laughs> World of Soccer. <laughs> and one of my also favourite players, uh, because of yeah. the legacy of what he did for me on Sensible World of Soccer, is Davos <laughs>
1: Right. I think and I know where you're going then.
0: I so i really like major football tournaments sort of picking a team who you all like really like and i always had a bit of a soft spot in the 90s for croatia mm-hmm. and they had a game in euro 96 and this again it was i think it was a group game and it didn't really make any difference and it was it was against denmark uh featuring best goalkeeper in the world peter michael at the time mm-hmm. uh and um Suka, from my memory, just had like an absolutely ridiculous game. I think he nearly scored from the halfway line when uh, Schmiker was chasing back and Schmiker like chased back and had to parry it out. And and before he parried it out and before even gathering the ball, he like applauded Suka and it was like this ama- just amazing duel. Mm. And in the last minute, um, he was through on goal. Uh, and I think Denmark must have been chasing the game. So it is a bit of a counter-attack. And... Schmeichel sort of narrows the angle down and he perfectly just sort of like a little pitching wedge just wedges it over him and one of the other factors I've put that I think makes a difference on how much you love a goal is the camera angle Mm -hmm. and this chip is perfectly away from the camera and you just see Schmeichel just he just knows he's absolutely toast as soon as Asuka chips it and it's oh, it's just absolutely lovely, and that just sticks in my head. I didn't even need to watch it; I just yeah, as soon as we I. started just writing the, these hmm. down, I was like, "That is straight on there." And um, yeah, I but I, <laughs> the only weird thing was I remembered it really accurately when I then did go and watch it, except it was in the other goal to where I thought it was. So, so bizarrely,
1: so which side is it on as you were watching it then? Back,
0: So he scores it's to, to the, the left. right. Is it? No, I, was I was the to left. the
1: right, yeah. Oh right, yeah. No, I remember it as being to the left. So I, that is a, that is a sweet goal. It's it's very aesthetically pleasing, um, and the way Schmeichel, there's an, another theme is like um, goalkeepers' reaction making goals better, yeah, either yeah. A, a despairing <laughs> yeah. dive or whatever. But with that one, the fact that Schmeichel, the fact he knows he's beaten and he basically topples backwards and then flops onto his back, from what I remember, <laughs> yeah. is just completely it's just it's perfection it's like i've been beaten here i'm out yeah. um absolute top quality from a player who was in his absolute prime for about those three or four years wasn't
0: he yeah well, i think he was golden beats so that was euro 96 i think he was golden yeah. boot winner in uh
1: france 98
0: yeah yeah
1: it's mm. also mm-hmm. if you
0: do watch it his first touch is absolute filth it's just a 60 yard clearance and he kills it and also knocks it forward and it's um and it's just yeah so it's it's the third goal in a 3-0 win so it didn't it didn't make a difference but Mm. but it was just and that was a hell of a team that was uh was Prozinecki in that team like Boban um they had some absolutely ridiculous players and um they did uh, they went to the semis I th- yeah they lost to france and then you're in the world cup semi-final in 98 that's right the, yep to ram to
1: yeah yeah it's just and uh, the of that, just again you've love. sent it to me and uh, oh the perfection uh, <laughs> like you say the um the angle the filthy first touch yeah glorious and i remember i remember um just the atmosphere in the crowd there obviously that tournament was in England and it was an absolute treat for like all the English fans to see such a thing as well yeah brilliant absolutely brilliant yeah nice so, I like it uh, so, so um my,
0: uh, number two
1: <laughs> that's very good so seeing as you've done a tournament uh uh one let me go to um one of my tournaments then uh and this is this is going back to 1982 and um the first World Cup that I <clears throat> remember properly as a child. Now, not many people remember the 82 World Cup. It's sort of like this this World Cup, but England were pretty lame in it. And, yeah, just, it had this weird second group stage. They had a great kid, um, didn't they? Who, England? Yeah, yes, they did. Um, Keegan Brook in the... Umbra- uh, Admiral? Admiral one, yeah, yeah. Admiral, yeah. Um, but... Um, so the, these were the days when, and this isn't the case now, particularly with the Champions League, you would um you'd watch a World Cup and you wouldn't know many of the players from particularly yeah. the ones outside of Europe, but you generally generally wouldn't know any of them at all. I'd heard tales of these great Brazil sides, uh, and then all of a sudden, uh, along comes, one of the most loved they didn't win the world cup but one of the greatest and most loved teams in international football history uh brazil 82.
0: but when they when they stitched up by the second group stage
1: that well no so in uh so what actually happened was in their group in their first group stage they started against russia scored two ridiculous goals that could easily have been like on this list um what the famous socrates most famous goal where he just spanks it and it flies into the top corner a gets one where he chips it up to himself and then back bangs it in um that's two, two nil in that one scotland made the mistake in the next match of scoring the first goal against them an absolutely brilliant goal <laughs> they then thrashed them four one uh and then new zealand with the other team i think they they only beat them by a few goals um then they go into this second stage the group stage, the second group stage and you've got england uh, you've got brazil Argentina and the No Hopers uh, Italy, who scraped through their group with three draws and only knocked out Cameroon because they'd scored one more goal, so obviously they're going to get the floor wiped with them. Um, And Brazil play Argentina in what is effectively the decider for the group. Didn't turn out that way because in the best game I've ever seen, Italy after that were to knock Brazil out in in an unbelievable shock. But it's the Brazil uh, Argentina game where uh, so Maradona gets sent off at the end because he, he um, he's just really frustrated and he kicks a player, gets sent off. Brazil win it 3-1. But the first goal – now, the actual goal itself um, isn't um, particularly – the finish itself isn't particularly spectacular. But it's a free kick, um, which Adair takes. Um, where Now, again, talking of aesthetically pleasing goals – um, he, they're lining up to take this goal to take this free kick from I don't know 35 yards out. You don't even see a Suddenly, from off the screen, he <laughs> runs at the ball, spanks it with the outside of his foot. Keeper somehow gets a fingertip to it, and it hits the underside of the bar and bounces. Two Brazil players are there first. Zico gets there and taps it in. I cu- I had never seen anything like this before in my life. <laughs> I mean, you no, know, we didn't watch that much. There was virtually no live football on in those days anyway. And you certainly rarely saw people even trying to do such a thing. It's an absolute, you sadly, you can't quite call it a thunderbuster because it doesn't go directly <laughs> in, but running straight at the ball from miles off screen, <laughs> hitting it. It is just stunning. I, I was just there with my mouth open thinking, I can't believe that he even did that. Um, Brilliant. Absolutely. I'll never, ever forget how that goal made me feel. I thought I was watching a different sport to what I'd ever seen before. And that's what that Brazil team were all about. They're still, even though they didn't win the World Cup, they're more loved than the 94 side that won it, apparently, um, which was an ultra-defensive team. It was a massive shock. Lots of lots of countries went into mourning when they went out to Italy. With <laughs> Paolo Rossi hat-trick uh, in the best game I've still ever seen in my life, um, a 3-2. Um yeah, just an incredible team, incredible goal. There had to be something from that so, team. So, I there. didn't know about this yeah. goal. Um,
0: I have some observations. It does an awful one in the air, doesn't it? Which
1: yeah, is... <laughs> it does. Which is quite I mean, even more miraculous. Sure
0: the keeper, if the keeper does get a save, does get fingertips to it, it's possibly mm. the greatest save there's ever been. <laughs>
1: That's a big... <laughs> and I think uh, he does. Do you know
0: why the keeper deserves to have a goal scored against him? Go on, why? Because he's wearing number seven, which should be okay. an absolute crime. Like,
1: Yeah. Tournament you know what? It's
0: 1 13 or something in
1: the late yeah. 20s. In the 20s. Like, that's yeah. very true. So, um, not a factor I'd ever considered before now, but so thank you for pointing that out because that's very true. Um, I'm all about the yeah, details. That's, <laughs> that's very much why he deserved to be humiliated. Yeah, it is. When you rewatch that, it does get a, thing, a fingertip on it. And it is an incredible save. And and Zico gets there just before um another forward they had called Serginho. Now, considering this is one of the great Brazil teams like of all time, God knows what Serginho was doing in that team. He was an absolute donkey. <laughs> an absolute donkey. That that game against Italy, he missed sitter after sitter. He's the sort of person who'd like swing at the ball and miss and like knee himself in the face. It's just Ridiculous. Nobody can understand why he was in the team. Um, maybe it was that just is level a part of a tournament,
0: of tournament football is that because you uh, you didn't know the team. And I still hmm. think that, you know, you'll, you'll have that. You won't have that with someone like France, This hmm. the Euros, for example, because all their players will be Champions League players and you've seen them all the time. Um, yeah. But there will be someone who rocks up who's half decent with someone you've never heard of that you can then form opinions based on three games against wildly varying opposition. Yeah. Uh, uh, And I love that... I mean, France have won two World Cups with... And both times, their strikers were, like, pretty much the worst player in their team.
1: Or at least, um, yeah, not doing what you would expect from a centre-forward, which is scoring goals. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So, well, Giroud... Played all right in the
1: World Cup, that's a bit hard. To he make. did, like, but he, in '98, no '98, Stefan <laughs> Givash. Givash, yeah. De Gary was rubbish in that tournament, yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's um, so anyway, that's yes. something Janine, about major yeah.
0: tournaments is always good, but yeah, that is um, that is true. That is a, a great uh, that's, that's I mean, I goal. so I've picked, I've got another tournament goal. So can I just, I'm just going to honourable mention to uh, one that I got sent in. Um, oh yeah. Because it's, it's a favourite goal based purely on the occasion. And I think if you, uh, so my friend Aaron uh, sent this to me saying, without a doubt, like I'd sent the question out and within a second, he'd sent me a gif of this goal that he clearly has lined up on his phone for any any occasion. And it, yeah. Mm. Um, and it's Lucas Moura's winner for Tottenham against Ajax.
1: Okay, yeah. It's
0: like Tottenham into the Champions League final and they were dead and buried. Mm. And just the reaction, like you see all the Spurs players just run, all the Ajax players drop to their knees. That again, that mm. sort of instant reaction. And like I can imagine if I didn't really dislike Spurs that, that would that that would get uh some credence, but unfortunately.
1: Yeah. Oh, wow. Interestingly, I dropped to my knees as well, um when that girl <laughs> went in. So got something in common with the United That was part there. of yeah.
0: your terrible summer, wasn't it, when you said you were gonna stop watching football if Tottenham won the Champions League and you lost the arena. Yeah, that's
1: right. Which, yeah, yes. You got pumped. Mm. Um I also um though, and I I played my part, said that I'd be happy for Arsenal to lose the Europa League as long as Spurs didn't win the European <laughs> Cup. So I feel like it was it a sacrifice worth making. Well. Absolutely, yeah. No and that's fair enough because
0: that. no one really remembers the Europa League from two seasons ago, but... Exactly. You wouldn't have heard the yeah. end of Spurs banging on about the Champions Ever, Ever. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, so that was a, an excellent trade-off on my part. Yeah. Mm. So...
0: Mm-hmm. um, So I've got a couple... So whilst I said I've only got one from my team, I have got a Scotland goal.
1: Okay, that's fine. Now,
0: this is one of our pods was called as peak Scotland as you could possibly be. So there's one qualifying, <laughs> yes. uh, qualifying campaign. So it would have been for the Euros in twenty in 2008, I believe. And okay. Scotland got an absolute stinker of a group. So you got there's there a place and a half up for grabs. So it's Uh, winners and then the playoff for the second team and we got put in with Italy and France (laughs) Uh, against the odds at at Hamden beat France in the first game and then Mm -hmm. um, lost both games to Italy so and I think France beat Italy so it was all kind of everything else had gone against us a little bit Um, and so to stand any chance had to beat France in Paris which was clearly not going to happen but it somehow did happen and it was a 1-0 win in quite a one-sided game as you'd expect and it's James McFadden and he it's just it's the simplest goal you'll ever see because the it's just a goal kick that goes forward to him and he brings it down and all the French players stand off him because he's too he's too far out to um to score, um, so mm. he smashes it and it goes in the top corner, <laughs> and <laughs> it does an awful lot in the air, but in the sort of more modern back and forth type,
1: right? Yeah,
0: um, and it's a French keeper who he was always sort of talked up as being the next big thing, and was an absolute goldmine on Championship Manager, um. <laughs> and I could never understand why he never made it for France, but I hadn't really appreciated that he was in goal for this goal. And <laughs> arguably at fault. But um, And so to beat them away and, and then do the double over France in qualifying. Um, mm. So my chronology is a little bit out. What happened was we then had a game against Italy. Uh, and we needed a draw, I think, to, to get into the playoff. And uh, there was like, a horrendous decision at the end to give them a free kick. From which they scored. Scotland missed out on the playoffs by a point. Absolutely peak Scotland. Do everything <laughs> you can to qualify, but not quite, and lose, lose by a point. So yeah, it was. Uh, um, so that is a, a favorite just because it's such a big a big result. To yeah, run.
1: and just having looked at it, what a what a, what a ridiculous strike as well. Yeah. Again, a, a bit of Roy the Rovers like spanking it in from thirty five. Yards or whatever that is, it's a brilliant goal. Ah, uh, yeah, okay, I like. Should we get this out of the way then? Um, my next one. Uh, this is where we'll have to compare notes. I feel I could be wrong, uh, but I have a Janino free kick. <laughs> I I couldn't, <laughs> you.
0: Pick, I couldn't pick one. Oh. Uh, right, but I okay. can. I can. So, I, I think my favourite one isn't the, necessarily the best one.
1: <laughs> Any of them is valid. There's no wrong answers to this question. <laughs> what would your favourite one be? So there's one where
0: it's like a cross. You think he's going to cross it, and he just shoots, and the keeper just takes okay. steps in completely the wrong direction, and it goes straight on that one uh-huh. it's the bewildered keeper ones which are much so in the subgenres right. of Nino free kicks my mm-hmm. favorite subgenre is the completely bewildered keeper so the one where Oliver Kahn ends up sitting in the goal is
1: probably my <laughs> yeah okay that's um, a good one um so you'll enjoy you'll enjoy my favorite one which I'm just about to send you now because that's very much of that uh, very very much of that ilk it's against Barcelona. Um, and he's at a ridiculous angle um, on the left hand side of the box uh, you know go. everyone's thinking it's Janino, he might well shoot here but obviously what's the point the, the keeper's probably thinking somehow he still manages to spank it in over the top of the keeper who then falls back into the net um, it, it is I think this might be the Giannino. one I had in mind <laughs> It is quite Absolutely. a traditional free
0: kick for Janino. It, it's sort of quite yeah. orthodox. I, I'm not sure if that's the one I had it in mind. Bends it a lot from
1: keep- a different angle. Yeah, oh, The keeper. I mean, yeah. It's, the keeper thinks there's no danger. He obviously has not been watching Champions League football on a Wednesday night uh, <laughs> yeah. because everyone knows as soon as it's a free kick, that's better than a penalty for Leon in that era. I mean, um, you wouldn't, just, you wouldn't you know,
0: mind... Not against anyone else, you'd think, but he's clearly got nothing else in his mind apart from the. (laughs) That's
1: it. I'll never. I mean, those Champions League nights around the the turn of that that decade, when you know you'd watch whatever match you were watching, then they'd do that thing where they go around all the (laughs) grounds, and sure enough, there'd be a free kick just outside the centre circle (laughs) for Leon, and you think, I'm pretty sure I know what's going to happen here.
0: He would always take about fifteen minutes to place the ball.
1: Yeah, like, really, really careful, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, and
0: then, yeah. He, I mean, I think in my mind, I might have combined about three or four of my favourite <laughs> kicks <three-kicks laughs> into one. Like when I go on YouTube and put "Jay" in, the first thing that comes up is Janino free kicks. Just <laughs> I've done it. So. I
1: know. I'm surprised you don't have one of his goals. I'm not even sure this podcast would exist without Janino. <laughs> I mean, um, was he completely
0: yeah. rubbish Apart from a no. free kick
1: I mean, he was a spe- like a special teams player In American <laughs> sport yeah. Where like, okay, we'll sacrifice the fact He can't do much else Because if we get a free kick, it's a goal It's a
0: goal, yeah, but,
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't think he was rubbish He could just about earn his keep uh, But he was, yeah, worth his weight In free kicks, definitely There,
0: there uh, is a sort of sub-genre As well of, of where the keeper is so worried about what he's going to do. He just does the simplest thing, and the keeper's just, like, move miles out of the way because he's seen one free <laughs> that's got him in That's true. Time.
1: Intimidated. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yes. Anyway, I'm even more glad that I have one in there. It would have been, would have been a crime if there wasn't a Giannino free kick in, so, in this uh, segment.
0: Oh uh, Yeah, I've, I've watched the, the Bayern Munich one I was thinking of. Uh, hmm. is. He is quite bewildered, but he, so he ends up trying to save it and headbutting the post, which is quite good. Um, but yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I have to say, um, we should have done a warning before this that you need to be watching this with YouTube, listen to this with YouTube <laughs> open. I'm, I'm sure that's now happened. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, you, so. you, yeah, this one really, you've got to be looking at these goals too at the same time. Yeah. What's your next one?
0: um so i have got two two which are quite obvious i was a bit disappointed with myself for going for these but i (laughs) okay i just love i love so this has got this is a camera angle one and um uh so i don't know if this is a widely held expression or just one that, that my friends use but if i use the word swaz what does that mean to you swaz yeah
1: Means absolutely nothing.
0: Right. So so to me it's like putting outrageous amounts of curl on the ball, right? So putting loads okay. of And it's usually outside <laughs> of the right. foot. So among the great tournaments we've talked about, World Cup ninety uh, World Cup eighty two, Euro ninety six, I've gone with uh Le Tournoi from
1: nineteen ninety seven. Oh ah, okay. And he's actually one goal a very here.
0: similar goal to Ed Air, except it goes in. And it's the Roberto mm-hmm. Carlos fast bowler yeah. outside of the boot. I, I'm not going to send you the clip because...
1: It's well, i the, have seen it a million times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of the most famous free kicks of all time.
0: Yeah. I, yeah, I just love... But it was... I think it was the first one. And um, there were some sort of... It felt like in the last World Cup when England went, went quite a long way... Um, that there, there was a bit of a comeback of the outside of the foot curler.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: There's, there's been some quite nice ones of those on the half volley, which had some lovely camera angles and
1: beautifully uh, aesthetically pleasing goals. Pavard France and Spain, France, France one, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Mm.
0: So they were always good, but I just, I think the the Roberto Carlos is like the original. It's like a stairway to heaven. It's like <laughs> just a, an absolute classic. Ben- I mean,
1: the news goalkeeper of these
0: goals are against France and. But I think the, yeah, I think which is the nice. keeper, he, he marks out his run-up and the, ca- the camera has to pan out to get the whole run-up in. Um, but I, I seem to remember from from that era that, I mean, the wall's in a terrible place, but... that um,
1: The wall would have had to have had 20 people in it to stop that. <laughs> I bet that's a bit harsh.
0: Um, <laughs> it's that he tried this quite a lot and almost mm. all of them ended up, like, miles over the bar.
1: Or closer to the call yeah yeah The like, flag, yeah
0: so um mm-hmm. so yeah
1: but uh, for that one moment though absolutely glorious i mean i just mm-hmm.
0: i just love it and it it is again a roy the raves goal um yeah but i i just yeah. think so that that's going to be that's
1: obvious be or not good. there's nothing wrong with putting an ab- absolute classic in i mean it's the best goal of its type without <laughs> any question in terms of extreme curl Swaz, I should say. Swaz, absolutely. Get it it right. Mm -hmm. Very nice. Um, So over to you. I have um, one which is is up there with my favourite goals of being in the stadium. Um, And yeah, this this for me is the perfect goal in terms of everything coming together that I would have wanted to happen. And even the timing of it. Right. So, um, you remember Ghana in the 2010 World Cup? We've talked about that on this podcast, regarding that controversial game. Mm -hmm. That was Suarez handling it. Now, do you remember they came to Wembley a year later when England were playing under Capello and played a friendly? Um, And there were 21,000 Ghanaians in the stadium. Uh, and it was, officially. I, I was, yeah, well, yeah, exactly, officially, but probably more, more, more than half of the stadium. Um, and yeah, I was at that game with, again, our friend, uh, Stu and we'd, uh, we'd been to Ghana to watch the African nations cup. And, you know, we'd, uh, we, we've got these classic old Ghana tops that we have with the black star. And we were, and I was like, look, you've got to come with me to this game, but we're going in the Ghana stand. We are going there. He's like, are you sure? Like, Look, trust me. You know, you know how good this is. He came along. What a brilliant decision it was. So that was the game. We're at the end. So game finishes one all. Where Capello, even Capello, is on a high afterwards <laughs> and when he's asked about it. About oh, you disappointed? You've conceded that late like, No, it was fantastic. And he's like, like a, a, this is Capello we're talking about. The atmosphere was phenomenal. It has to be one of the greatest. Uh, Friendly at Wembley, but all I wanted to happen was for Ghana to score a goal. Please just score a goal, so that we can, you know, just have to celebrate the moment. Ghana played brilliantly in that game, and Asamoah Jan was fantastic throughout. And you know, all it lacked was a goal. And then in injury time, he gets the ball. Do you remember? Do you remember
0: it at all? I, yeah, I do. Because um, um, so at the time, I I worked for a company in in Wembley, and and we had tickets. Hmm. And oh. the friendlies were totally on who they were playing and basically how yeah. big their London contingent was. So like, I went to mm-hmm. a Sweden one, and it was rubbish because yeah. they, they, there's no fans there at all supporting Sweden. I went to an Egypt one, and that was really good because yeah, I think yeah. Egypt mm-hmm. scored first actually and lost like 3 or 4-1 but mm-hmm. yeah their fans went absolutely mental when they scored and it was like wow yeah. Really brilliant. Um, and yeah, yeah I don't so think we... I ever went to a good a good friendly um,
1: oh, that was the... yeah definitely one of the best England friendlies at home and uh, Jan he gets the ball um, in the box he turns Lescott not for the first time during that match sort of turns <laughs> inside him in. yeah yeah on more than one occasion, um, puts the ball onto his left foot and curls it into the far, far corner. The crowd—it's—it was like Garner had won the World Cup. That's the only time Garner ever played England to play in this country where there are so many Ghanaians as well, um, and and to uh, to to get an injury time goal, much much deserved goal like that, and the crowd to go absolutely insane. Um, was uh yeah it's it, it is very much up there with my best moments inside a stadium. It was it was great. Stu thanked me a lot <laughs> for being in that crowd in that Ghana section with me. Um there's something about being in the Ghana crowd anyway. So there's, there's handbags all over the place and you think it's gonna kick off. It never does. That's just how the game <laughs> yeah. is watched.
0: Well this is um, um do you yeah. remember we went to Ghana Brazil at Craven?
1: Cottage? Oh. Of course, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and
0: about <laughs> two minutes in, you said, by the way, it looks like it's going to kick off every two minutes. It never does, don't worry about it. Because <laughs> someone had the nerve of standing up and cheering and then, say, like, yeah. someone flicked water in or something, it was so trivial.
1: Exactly, yeah. It's and that. then or something so- happened and they'd yeah. all
0: totally forgotten it within, within 30
1: seconds. Yeah, exactly. Um, or someone will abuse someone for a clearance and someone else will defend them <laughs> and they'll have a proper stand-up row. And then just get on with it. Yeah, it, exactly that. The other thing about this game is one of the things that I consider one of the biggest crowds, uh, biggest crimes against sport is half and half flags uh, and half, half half and half, half scarves. Half, yeah, yeah, and half scarves and flags, um, which I've never understood. One of my proudest possessions is that half and half England garner flag. It's like a, it was the perfect, perfect uh, thing to have. Um, Yeah, because it's 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 my two teams. They played out a draw. Got last minute goal. It was just perfect. It was like I I couldn't have planned it better than it actually ended up being. So that that is a very that one came to me very quickly as well when I was thinking about favourite goals. Certainly from being in the stadium, loved it.
0: Yeah, I I haven't watched nearly as much football in stadium stadium as you have, Um, and. So I've seen the Villa FA Cup semi-final goal, which took us through to the final, and it was Christian Mendes, mm. and I will forever love Christian Mendes for that reason. <laughs> but it's not, it's not quite, it's not quite the same as as Matthew Lowen.
1: Mm. <laughs> um, Fair enough. Uh,
0: so I, that Craven Cottage night, where, so as I recall, someone over officious, possibly Mike Dean. Sent Might someone do. off. Sent one of the Ghanaians off for a pretty harmless, you know, yellow card. Yeah. And just ruined yep. the game. And it was quite a ball Brazil team who just then kept the ball. But well, I think they'd scored and so they just kept the ball for eighty minutes. It was like oh, brilliant. The atmosphere yeah. was still amazing. And then do you remember in the last minute the Garner save made, a uh, keeper made an incredible save right in front of us. And then 30 seconds later, I made an even better one. And the whole place just went off. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I didn't remember the two, but I do remember one of them. Just, yes, yes, I do remember that. You might have I've missed forgotten. the
0: second one because you were shaking me going,
1: did you see that? Song? <laughs> Very possibly. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. That,
0: that was that was good. and it didn't it was. Uh, at Wembley didn't like the fans stay for 2 hours after the game or something like they they would just wouldn't leave
1: <laughs> possibly I did <laughs> it was a bit of a trek home from there but um but yeah very possibly <laughs> very possibly they did yeah oh just yeah couldn't couldn't have been could yeah, have been better I, really. I, yeah
0: I can imagine that being absolutely <laughs> banging um
1: yeah. how many you got left
0: I've got one left, and again, okay, it's quite obvious. By. So uh, this is the only one I thought you might have. Okay. Uh, so a big, we've talked about this a long time ago now in the kits one, but um, one of them, obviously a key part of our football education growing up was Football Italia on Channel 4. Uh, yes. Seeing a lot of players uh, that you didn't come across, that you didn't know anything about. Um mm-hmm. And let me just get the opposition right. I think it's Verona. Um, okay. And they're... Playing AC Milan? Playing AC Milan, yes. So, <laughs> free kick. Everyone runs to the front post. Massively overplayed. George Weyer is defending for some reason. It's, it's an amazing first touch. I'd forgot... This is the one thing I'd forgotten about this. It's a ridiculous first touch. And then he dribbles 85 yards, beats every player in the team and scores. And... It is. It's the most unrealistic goal I think there's ever been. um
1: <laughs> Computer game goal.
0: Yeah, it really is a computer game goal. And in my mind, he he'd beaten a couple of players twice, like because he, he's not going that fast because he's so skillful. Mm. But actually, a couple managed to catch up with him, and then so he had to beat them again and score. But that's not. It's, it's not quite that. Yeah, that exaggeration. Yeah. But it it. Oh, I just love it so much. It is Verona, yeah, nineteen ninety six. So, um...
1: so did you watch it live on on on? That, well, did I... you watch that? Were you watching it live? <sighs> I was.
0: I think I was.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah, I think I was because I didn't. We we didn't have Sky until sort of t- the mm. early two thousands. So that was like my my kind of
1: football yeah. fixture. I was living yeah. in a. Actually, I don't think I was a student anymore, but I was still living like one the year <laughs> after in, in Nottingham. And um, I remember being in my room with my crappy little telly and everyone else was downstairs. And uh, yeah, watch, watching that goal and just being a disability, thinking I was, re- you know, I haven't watched loads of the it, Football telly this year, the, the live games. I'm really lucky I've seen this goal, this, this game live. Um, which you've just sent me. So yeah, it just comes to him with a far part. Why is he even in the bo- in his own <laughs> box defending when he's not marking anybody? Well What's he doing? yeah I... Anyway, like you say, spins, spins around the middle, yeah, and beautiful finish into the into the yeah. Fantastic. What... what a brilliant goal!
0: What I also like about it is that. So again, it's it's the fourth goal in a four-one win. It turns out, so you need to kind of do what you want at that point. The fact that he's even bothered to go back for a corner at that yeah. point,
1: but yeah, yeah. To be fair.
0: <laughs> quite early on, with sort of mm-hmm. um, when he kind of gets to halfway, there's a really obvious through ball on, and the guy coming coming up to his right, like, <laughs> there's a massive gap, and he all he has to do is nudge it through, and this guy is through on goal, and you can see him line up and then go. Nah, fuck it, <laughs> and just go and, and take on the three men in front of him. Go straight past them and score.
1: And I, He's I never ever going to pass it in no. that situation? The, the other thing was looking at that is this, the the bench. So his bench get up, applaud a bit, and then sit back down. So like, he must do that all the time in training. Because <laughs> how, how, how are they not like, running on the pitch to join in the celebrations? Anyway, uh, yeah, brilliant girl yeah, that, excellent choice. I've uh, not forgotten about the goal, but yeah, not one that I've considered. Superb. But uh, right, so my final one, uh, not dissimilar in some ways in terms of like someone taking on an entire team and spanking the ball in the net, but dissimilar in terms of the fact that it's a goalkeeper who does it. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> so this was one of those goals where it's so ridiculous. It was a period of my life when I thought i have made this up. I didn't see this on saint and Um, This can't have happened, right? So I searched through all sorts of combinations of goalkeeper, solo goal, amazing goalie goal, etc. And then I, I think I put in, I must have put in, goalkeeper scores ridiculous goal one day. <laughs> <laughs> sure enough, it comes up. So this is a French Guyanese goalkeeper who, for some bizarre reason, uh, decides to um, just get the ball and sprint down the wing past um, hurdling, tackles as he goes, um, keeps going, cuts in, spanks the ball into the fire post. Um, the picture, I've sent it to you, that it isn't, isn't great, but you will see enough of this guy charging down the wing and then just um, spanking it in. It doesn't make any sense. Why is he doing this? And this, and it's the goalie. And you see it's goalie, when he falls, when they tackle him to the ground at the end, and his gloves are in his, you know, on his hand. Wow! It is the most ridiculous thing. It's a good hit, isn't it? In the finish, after all of that, the finish. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. That's a goalkeeper that does that. Uh, Absolutely ridiculous goal. So yes, if anyone's searching for it, search for. Goalkeeper scores ridiculous goal, and he's from French Guyana. If you put that in, you're more likely to get it.
0: Goalkeeper scores. What a goal! Actually, put French Guyana in because that that will get it straight (laughs) there.
1: Yeah, yeah, to narrow it down a bit.
0: I yeah, what I I do like about it is that it's got um, it's got not a massive amount of skill. He's just powering past people, and he's really fast. yeah um, yeah and then i thought he's right he's going to cut in here and take a few more on he just lashes it in so yeah, yeah I, I, I do really like that one um, yeah so yeah that that's that is a good one the, the george way goal had they must have been like 5 on that
1: <laughs> maybe yeah
0: so the george way goal does have a bit in the middle where he just goes straight through like just dribbles yeah. it through someone It's like really lucky and then the last mm. guy he absolutely skins so it's like oh well he's made up <laughs> <of it." Yeah.
1: laughs> yes so yeah i couldn't not put this uh ridiculous goal in because i just remembered it just being yeah mind-blowingly ridiculous so that is it for me so mm. i've
0: got one other which so it's actually Aaron, who I mentioned earlier, is a Tottenham fan, and, and his brother's a Southampton fan. Now he mm-hmm. didn't get around to sending me a goal, but Aaron guessed what his favourite goal was. So <laughs> okay, it's, it's the. I mean, if you're a Southampton fan, it's going to be which Matt Lattissier goal is your favourite? Yeah, and there's the one against Blackburn where he just like lobs Tim Flowers from about forty yards, and Tim Flowers just sort of falls, kind mm. of like he's been mm. shot, and it's just like oh. Mm but he just ran goal of the season, didn't he? There's like one game where he scores two ridiculous goals against Newcastle.
1: Against Newcastle, yeah, yeah. Um, Didn't he finish top three in the goal of the season that year or something? Uh, Well, they couldn't
0: put both of those in because you can only have one goal of the month, can't you?
1: Uh, Not back then, though. Not back then. They changed that rule Yeah, later. That's that's very niche knowledge. Well done. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It annoyed me that they couldn't because... Even though it's an Arsenal goal won it once, it was that tippy-tappy goal against that Wilshire scores against uh, yeah, Norwich, you remember? Yeah. Full of, a Fulham player scored one of the greatest goals I've ever seen. In that season, but it was the same week or the season. I can't remember his name, but he chests the ball down pretty much on the on the side byline and then hits a volley from there. But, but running at speed...
0: Uh, is it Palace against Palace?
1: I th- oh, think it is.
0: I'm going to look this up because, yeah,
1: is I... yes, yeah.
0: It's one. It's a.
1: It, yeah, one.
0: one it's of the one
1: go- of the greatest. Um, it is one of the best goals of the Premier League era. Didn't even get goal of the month, and therefore couldn't get goal of the season. But it was. It was better. Than it that does Western come
0: up as the most underrated goal in Premier League history. <laughs>
1: oh, <I don't> <laughs> uh, yeah. There you go. So What's it? What is it? How did you find that?
0: Uh, I, <laughs> I typed into <laughs> YouTube: Fulham won the goal v Palace, and it is <laughs> okay. Patch 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 Patchim Kasami. That's clearly not how you Kasami,
1: it. yeah, yeah, Kasami.
0: Oh, um, it's absolute filth. I mean, he's nowhere near the byline,
1: but it is. But, um, all right, okay. Yeah. in my mind, he is. Even yeah, but um yes. Talking of um great goals. I mean, just to chest it down, chest it and hit, oh, it's even better than I remembered. It doesn't break stride. What a girl. Yeah. Mm.
0: And that, that fullback who just knocked it forward thinks I've got an assist there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, the uh, dipping volley as a genre is, is yeah. difficult to beat. I
1: would um, agree with that. Hmm. So,
0: I, I think the dipping volley and lobs. So, the other villa goal, which just seeing that at Selhurst Park, I'm just throwing loads in now. That, um, right, is the Dalian Atkinson goal of the season from the first oh, of yes. the season, where he like dribbles around loads of them and think, What's he going to do now? and he just like floats that chip over
1: a suspiciously
0: yeah. off his line, handsakers. So, yeah, <laughs>
1: but, and uh, I remember, uh, well, Dalian Atkinson, who sadly died fairly recently, didn't he? And the late, great David Rocastle scoring a goal at Villa in our 1989 um, championship winning side. Who um, ball gets cleared to him. He chests it down and then lobs it and it goes over the keeper. I think Derek Mountfield is trying to get, get back. <laughs> To head it, and he, he ends up running into the net and looking really stupid, which makes the goal even better. So yeah, yeah, those 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 um those lobbed volley type goals, uh, yeah. Right, You've
0: got to try and bash those into its podium.
1: <laughs> oh, this is gonna right. This is gonna be really difficult. How are we got how, how? Where do we start? Okay, so um, I mean, I
0: do think Sir Janino of and then Picano needs to be in in a podium somewhere.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think
0: um, so. So I I mean, I'm basically resigning from the podcast if Matthew Lauton isn't in there.
1: <laughs> <So>. <laughs> okay, I'll co- let's consider that then as a possibility. So that Lout- Lauton uh is a possibility. Janinio should be in there really. I think um
0: do you want to recap your other ones? We've got George Weyer, Asamoah Gyan,
1: yeah, James McFadden,
0: uh, Edair. Oh no, it's, yeah. it's not Edair. He's it's his. It's free
1: Zico, kick. but it comes up as Edair free kick when you search for it, yeah. but it's still Zico's scores. Um, as Omri V leads, yeah, yeah that was scoring sense. a ridiculous goal. Yeah, I. Mm. It's really yeah. I'm not sure if, in terms of my my ones. What one I even. I would say it would probably, probably in terms of how they made me feel, the the uh, the Ghana one and the Henri one are the top, uh, are right up there, and I just think um, hmm. probably just for the for the for that particular, if I could, if I had to get rid of all the others and experience one again, it would be the Ghana one. Right, <laughs> it has to be.
0: Okay, so I think we've so got. We... I think we've got Asamoah Jan, Matthew Lowton. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I do think Air's free kick gave birth to the Roberto Carlos free kick. So maybe we should put that in the Dean Macy slot because
1: it's not. Well, I've, I've got. That's true. I've got another contender for it though. Considering it got robbed as goal of the season, <laughs> and has sort of just come up in passing, that Kasami unbelievable goal needs could maybe get the credit it didn't get from yeah. the match of the day team.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> what do you reckon? Yeah, that's come out on the rails out of nowhere. Out of Literally nowhere. Had to Google it.
1: <laughs> so let's. I'm pleased about that because it got robbed, even though it was an Arsenal goal that beat it.
0: Yeah. A snobbery, if it had been the other way it, around, it, it would have 100% been goal of
1: the month. True, actually, so it, it got goal of the month, um, and one goal of the season by a landslide because Arsenal fat because that was when it could still be voted for by the fans. Yeah, yeah. they stopped that in the end because <laughs> <laughs> Arsenal kept winning it every year.
0: It's like, um, uh, so say the Six Nations player of the tournament is, is always massively biased in favour of Scots because Scottish people are always just like there's only ever one Scott nominated and they always go in really hard. So it's like (laughs) Stuart Hogg's won it about three times, even when we (laughs) finished fifth. So, um, right. So the Dean Macy slot needs to be a little bit different. So is that going to be, uh, Kasami or Adair, do you think?
1: Let's give, I reckon Kasami and the rationale being it's, it's we've righted a wrong by, um, Making it nearly win again. <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, it's the most prestigious slot anyway. The Dean Macy it slot absolutely is. So. Yeah. Um,
0: I mean, wonder where is he now? Good question. Right. Um, so that does live leave us with the actual podium then. So, uh, mm. so my two favourite on my list are Lauten and care
1: I think you should have. Let's have Lauten because it's. It's got the. Um, I think it's the gold because it's got. It's a brilliant goal in its own right, and it was massively significant um, to the club and to you. <laughs> so I think it's got everything. Um, I agree. I'm
0: prepared to return so, next week. Now we pleased tonight. Good,
1: good, good. I'm glad I was convincing enough. Uh, yeah. Um, so uh, yeah. So that, and then maybe we have Osimo Jonas, Silver, yeah, and Janinio. Yeah who has to be on the podium in... So the Jean part. was
0: versus England. Yeah. And then we've got Janino. Mm-hmm.
1: As you type it into the, uh, the spreadsheet. Leon.
0: Yeah, yeah, this is good, uh, good cover. Good, good, good live action Good Cheating. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: this is what the people come to listen to.
0: Both of them. Excellent. Right, <laughs> there we are. Another... Hot topic put to rest. Exactly. So now all we have to do is do greatest saves and try and find the clip of that Ghanaian keeper in the last <laughs> minute. We have to preserve that <laughs> do,
1: doing that straight up. It's <laughs> recording. Don't worry about that. So, time for some news. Um, has there been anything that's caught your eye over the last uh, week or yeah. two?
0: Um, so you talked about in the last episode uh, how my prediction um, well, you, were, you were talking about one of your predictions about how Chelsea were going to get into the Champions League final because they yeah. changed the manager uh, you, didn't, you sort of spared me on how historically bad my predictions always are um, mm. so I'll just flag up that when we did the baseball section we talked about uh, I said what rarity had happened that week uh, and there'd been a no hitter uh, mm. There has been a no hitter in between every single podcast we've done since then.
1: <laughs> so, Even by your standards, that that's impressive.
0: Yeah, they've slight made some slight changes to the ball apparently, which is making it harder to hit. So uh, yeah, another classic from the Dixon back catalogue, <laughs> along up there with that he will
1: never score a goal. He's useless. So <laughs> Yeah, you were a bit ahead of your time on that one. So, I uh, did you watch the cup final, the FA Cup final? Uh
0: No, I didn't because I was playing cricket.
1: Have you seen the highlights? Have you seen the goal? Oh, um, I've
0: seen the goal, yeah.
1: One of the great uh, FA Cup final strikes. But, right, and um, I'm going to have a VAR uh, rant here. So, he scored an absolute screamer of a goal. But in the build-up, there was a, a potential handball. Right. Uh, which after the goal goes in, they did spend a bit of time looking at, right? My fun was ruined by that because even before it went to VAR, the ball screams into the net and I'm like, uh, I think there may have possibly been a handball there. So I didn't sell it. I didn't enjoy it. Chelsea have just conceded an absolute screamer of a goal, uh, which ends up being the, the winner. And I'm like, mm, yeah, it's probably going to be disallowed. Uh, wait. And then it's given. I'm like, hey, woo. Couldn't even enjoy it because of the threat of VAR. Uh, that's how bad things have got.
0: Yeah, I. I mean, it does take away f- in some ways. It did give back quite a bit for the Ben Chilwell goal, and I'm sure you've seen that clip of those Chelsea chumps celebrating in the crowd. And
1: <laughs> no, I haven't actually. That. So I need um,
0: to. yeah, they they basically are doing. They're filming themselves watching the game on a selfie stick. Right. I mean that's a bad start the, the crimes are mounting um mm. Chilwell scores they're just all filming themselves celebrate like going round mm. to all their mates who are just God. all giving the most obnoxious reactions you could possibly imagine yeah and but all the time in the background the screen is up and like you see it go far check offside and the mood slightly changes but they're still <laughs> celebrating, oh. and then it goes no goal offside, and they all just like uh, go kind of ashen faced, and then the clip ends, and it's just the most brilliant thing ever.
1: Okay, like I was saying, football is an absolute triumph, um, <laughs> and should be used a lot more. So, yeah, excellent. <laughs> I'm gonna look that up, that will change my opinion of the final. The yeah. but, but uh, so Chelsea obviously lost that game. There was, oh, we were so close this weekend to a, a triple whammy that could be a quadruple whammy happening of Chelsea losing the FA Cup final, their women women's team the day after losing to Barcelona, having conceded going 33 seconds and being three 0 down after about 25. Yeah. Um, and um, uh, uh, yeah, and then uh, oh, Chelsea almost didn't. Um, get through it's a, what the last 10 minutes everything turned around they would have been out of the top four and out of next season's champions league ahead of their match um against man city for the champions league final Ah, oh, so close but i mean you can't take away what happened that weekend it was brilliant them losing those games but still real shame i thought
0: in terms of sporting stories that have given me encouragement uh, the mm. next one that i'd like to flag up is so um at the start of every season you have that kind of uh initial period of training realizing how old you are and how much it hurts way more than it did two years ago five years ago etc etc. the oldest ever major champion in golf last night phil mickelson um i i really like phil mickelson i think he's quite Mm -hmm. a likable likable guy He played in the Masters in Aviator Sunglasses. And I just, (laughs) you are an absolute legend. (laughs) Um, I think, I love that he, like, he plays some really exciting shots. He misses the fairway by absolutely miles sometimes. He makes (laughs) golf look quite difficult sometimes. And that's what I really liked. And yeah, I was just sort of egging him on to beat all the whippersnappers um, who were like, there was one fact that so when Phil Mickelson won his first PGA Tour event, Brooks Kepka was four months old. And that was the guy mm. he was like, vying with down the wow. stretch. So, yeah, which makes me think uh, there's still hope for me. But then I also saw an article today about how it was all about training and hard work. I thought, yeah, maybe not.
1: Ah, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> a slight flaw in your plan. Yeah. The only thing with Phil Mickelson though Is it just looks wrong Whenever he's lining up a putt I think it's going to go the other way Because of his left handedness (laughs) (laughs) It's really confusing So yeah, that's what I've got against him Being left handed Mm. No, the fact it just confuses me (laughs) (laughs) Um, A thing I saw at the weekend An old old friend of the podcast Sporting friend of the podcast Was back uh, At Formula One, waving the chequered flag. Do you know who I mean? Uh, no. Celebrity flag waver and most famous sports person in the world, Serena Williams, was, uh, was back. I so missed that. They only pick ultra-famous people to do that. Uh, and there she was. And do you know what was weird? Her technique, her flag-waving technique. Who who would you think? You know, the job is to wave a flag. Flag, sort of, you know, back and forth. Who would, you think would be really good at that? Maybe a tennis player who's perfected the art of a backhand and a forehand. She couldn't really do it. She oh. just kept kept stopping doing it.
0: Maybe that's what's keeping her from being the world's most famous sports person. <laughs> Like, did, her flag
1: ever, waving technique
0: yeah well she may maybe like you know she's played in a lot of Olympics she's won, won a few golds isn't she in the Olympics because wasn't there that yeah. the famous sort of John Inverdale thing to Andy Murray was like you're the only oh, yeah. guy to have won you're the only tennis player to have won medals in yeah. different Olympics and he's like I think Serena's yeah. won in about four yeah yeah
1: um, ah, so she'd be more famous if she knew how to wave a flag because she would have done well, it well she may have,
0: may have done that yeah might have done it in the Olympics and and mm. let the side down. I don't know. I mean, this wild mm. speculation. <laughs> I, I think it would be ridiculous to put a tennis player as the flag bearer for the Olympics because...
1: It would, actually. It's they not, don't I mean, need...
0: Yeah, it's not. It shouldn't really be an Olympic sport, but... Um,
1: That's true. So Yeah, and it's a chance of shining a light on someone who isn't the most famous sports person in the world, isn't it? So, yeah, you're right.
0: So, yeah, I, I had missed that,
1: which... Mm.
0: strange someone's so famous. But, it was all
1: know. over the news, obviously. Oh, do you know what was funny? So uh, Verstappen won the Grand Prix. Uh, so they did, interviewed third place, second place, and they interviewed him. And then Serena walked by, and they just cut cut into his interview uh, to interview her. <laughs> and just have it like it David Coulthard doing the interview. <laughs> you should see the look of Verstappen's face. He's not amused in the slightest. It's brilliant. It's worth looking up. <laughs> See how unamused he was.
0: So, according to definitely reliable uh, source Wikipedia, uh, Serena Williams has never been the flag bearer for the US Olympic team. Um, right, so either a closing or opening ceremony. Um, mm. And there's some pretty niche ones. Like, as uh, an archer. I mean, my, the, the most famous ones on here I remember. So, Simone Biles.
1: Yeah, I remember that.
0: Hmm. Um, Mia Ham.
1: Yeah, footballer.
0: Yeah. Uh, other than that, uh, I mean, the the Winter Olympics ones are. That that would be a difficult well, yeah. round on pointless. That really would. There's <laughs> a fencer. I oh, know. I think they've embraced the fact that it should be genuinely niche Olympic sports. Although the Mia Ham one is a bit disappointing. Uh, yes. Yeah, Yeah, wrestling, canoeing, equestrian, wrestling again. So, Mm. yeah, they've got the right idea, I think, so...
1: Okay, fair um, enough. And it's just as well, because her technique is absolutely... (laughs) (laughs) fine. Hello, listeners. Alex here on his own, because sadly, it was at this point of the podcast that we lost the final few minutes of the recording due to some technical glitches. Some amazing chat about gods of snooker that you will never get to hear. really was good stuff. You'll have to take my word for that. I hope you enjoyed this edition. And next time on Gold, Silver, Bronze, Dean Macy, we're looking for some listener contributions. We'll be covering the most infamous moments in sport So don't overthink it. Whatever comes to your mind, send those to us at our usual email address, which is franklywhocarespod at gmail.com. So we're looking for the most infamous moments in sport. Get those contributions in at that email address and be part of the next podcast. Should be a good one. So until then, all that's left for me is to say goodbye.